Good morning and welcome to January 26th, 2009. I'm so excited about a brand new Monday. It's a brand new week as I right now choose life so that I and my children might be blessed and that I may love the Lord my God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. That is a word, my friends, from Deuteronomy 30, 19, and 20, and it's an inspiring word about choices and a challenge for me that if I was faced with a decision to choose life or death, I would surely choose life, wouldn't I? And wouldn't you? Let's look deeper inside ourselves today and check that out. My name is Bo Ellis, and I want to welcome you now to Christ Across America's Word on Wellness with Chris Hughes, Choosing to Live. I'm coming to you from Tampa, and with me on the phone from Bradenton right now is your own Chief Wellness Instigator, Chris Hughes. Hey, brother, what's going on? Hey, Bo, I'm just enjoying a beautiful Monday morning. How are you doing? I'm just thankful that you made the choice to be with us this morning, and I'm hoping that before we get started on today's topic, you could clarify some of those uh, dates on these races that are coming up. Well, looking at my calendar, Bo, I think I told you that I was going to be doing the grouper half marathon, and that's on Sunday the 15th. Then at the end of February on the 28th, there's either a 5K or 15K option in Tampa with Gasparilla. I'll be doing the marathon on Sunday the 1st. And then in the months of April will be a couple of triathlons. There's an escape from Fort DeSoto on Saturday the 11th of April. And then the big one, St. Anthony's, that I try to get to every year, that's going to be on Sunday, the 26th of April. Also, Bo, we throw out a couple of these dates. I would encourage somebody, if they're looking for some other races, in particular those 5Ks that I was saying are such a good way to get started, go to the 1010 Wellness website, and there is a link to two different sites that are terrific. One is called active.com, and you can actually register for races directly from active.com. The other for our all of us Florida folks is uh, Florida Race Place magazine. They have a website, and there's a link there on the What's Happening page, and it will list the schedules of road races, you know, running races, as well as triathlons coming up in Florida. Hey, thanks for the update, Chris. Listen, you know, doing those races is really a choice to actually get involved, and that training also is a choice. You know, in our first two shows that we've done this year, the first was starting your new year outright, and then last week we did a keeping score. I thought we would talk about this week, Chris. Some choices that I think a lot of folks, whether they're actually getting active or not, they really don't have to think much about. And that would be their food choices. Listen, I don't know anybody who woke up this morning and thought, hey, I'm not going to eat today. So I thought you might give us a little background, Chris, on how you got involved in, um, in wellness and nutrition and take us through some of those, those ideas. Okay, Bo, like you say, to kind of set us up for first-time listeners or even people that have listened to the first two, I want to point out that I am a nobody. I'm not a personal trainer. I don't have a degree in exercise, physiology, or nutrition, or anything. I just happen to have maintained a lifestyle that supports wellness. More importantly, God has made me in such a way that I absolutely love to share this stuff Uh, this wellness, this health, this fitness. I love to share it with others. And I thank him for putting people like you in my life who can now give us other ways to to kind of share that passion. I have some buddies that as we've gone into our 30s and 40s, some of them haven't maintained levels of health 
that they used to have. And it's not because they're lazy, and it's, it's not because they don't want to exercise or eat well. It's just that their lives have become cluttered in so many different ways, and the, the whole idea of exercising is just one more burden on an already overburdened schedule. So I try as best I can to communicate to people ways, simple ways, that they can kind of get the ball rolling. And then once you get anything heavy moving, you know, inertia starts to take over. And so to summarize all that, we're trying, you and I both, uh, are just trying to help people get that ball rolling. And, and we've also, you might say, we're kind of an interesting pair in that um, I can only speak from, from what works for me, and the same is true of you. I don't have a background of obesity. I never gained a large amount of weight. You, on the other hand, have that experience from, from your life. Thanks for bringing that up. I have been, um, my whole life, kind of an all-in guy. If I'm doing something, I'm doing it all the way. I was probably 190 pounds, had been in college a very fit, probably lean 175. But as I got married and, and had kids, um, I was uh, 285 pounds. And that was pretty much the point where I had decided that, man, this abusive behavior for me needs to be redirected. I need to get convicted by the Holy Spirit to be uh, drunk with Him. And I think the hip-hop uh, nation would call that get getting crunk. But in any case, what, what I've done, Chris, in 2006, I made a choice to just make some simple changes. And the first was to get active. Started cycling with some guys, Jim Dunphy, Steve Florence, and a real skinny guy named Chris Hughes. And with that, as I cranked up the activity level, my food choices kind of naturally uh, fell into place where I was so motivated to be in this new uh, exciting activity that I stayed away from the chocolate bars and the pounds of pasta. Once you get active and, and get excited about making good food choices, I thought you might share with us some practical ways that we can stay inside of that excitement. Because really, as that excitement wanes, the DQ blizzards and the crunch bars somehow become more attractive than that goal that we have of being fit. I wanted to open it up to you, Chris. Food choices are something that everybody has to make. And I'm talking not just daily. It's from one hour to the next. And I really want to encourage our listeners today to really stop and think about the choices that you're making before you start piling the Cheetos and the and the chips and all this stuff down your throat while you're sitting on the couch. We've got to find a way to convict or compel folks. So I will open it up to you finally, and thanks for letting me have the floor there. Okay, thanks, Bo. And, and I'm, I'm going to get to three specific um, actionable uh, items that we can all put into our lives or I've put into my life. But before that, you know, we bring up the word choices. That is such an all-encompassing word. And when you think about it, everything we do counts, whether we spend time watching television or spend time exercising. All of our choices count. And the other thing that we have to realize is that they all add up. And so ultimately what we're talking about is just finding or creating habits. And we'll probably beat that horse to death, but um, you've heard it mentioned by better speakers than me that if you sow an action you reap a habit, and if you sow a habit, you reap a character. If you sow a character, you reap a destiny. 
breaking that down into our food choices, sowing in action. That just means that um, you choose to eat carrots uh, instead of, uh, you know, breadsticks or whatever the case may be. We all know that eating fresh fruits and vegetables is better than anything that comes out of a box from our pantry. And so if we do that consistently enough, then it becomes a habit. And if you make enough of those habits work, then, um, then all of a sudden it just becomes part of you. It becomes your character. Let's face it, if you eat well, you're going to be healthier. You're going to live longer. You're going to feel great about yourself. And that's really how God wants us to be, isn't it? it certainly is. So I had a great run this morning, Bo, with my, my running partner, George, who you've met. And George used to be a smoker a bunch of years ago but then found uh, or discovered cycling. As he developed this, this habit of riding, you might say that he lost the desire to ingest smoke, and uh, his desire to increase his fitness on the bike increased. So the point of that, when we're looking at making food choices, in a lot of situations we're talking about you know, substitution. You just can't take something away. We talked about willpower in our first segment on starting your new year out right. And if, if you recall, I used the example of a toehold that a mountain climber would use, that you, you can climb a mountain with your arms, but eventually your arms are going to get tired, and willpower is the same way. You eventually are going to get tired of keeping up some certain habit. But in George's case, and in ours too, if we find some activity or some uh, choice as a substitute for something, then um, we're more likely to be successful. You mentioned Nestle Crunch Bars. Nestle Crunch Bars are a terrific thing, but if you're you're, you're not at your desired weight, we certainly want to uh, consume those in moderation, in extreme moderation. Well, let me speak to that. It's actually frozen Nestle Crunch Bars, and it's the minis. And there's fewer calories when you consume the minis, isn't that right? What I wanted you to speak to, Chris, is the fact that, you know, we're all fallen. We all seek pleasure. And what I sense from your talk is that if I am seeking pleasure in a crunch bar, I really need to redirect my focus and find the things that are really pleasurable, like being well. And the title of this uh, segment today is Choosing uh, to Live. Every single time I reach for the, the Dairy Queen Blizzard or the Crunch Bar, I think I'm really kind of saying, you know, I really don't want to be well. You know, I'm okay. I, I think I like James Dean or, or some of these, you know, the, some of these movie idols that we grow up watching. And I think the world tells us that pleasure and uh, abuse and uh, in, indulgence and um, overeating over everything is more pleasurable uh, than doing something that actually helps us live. So you, you mentioned you had three things to bring, and I, I think if you would please move forward. Well, um, the first thing, Bo, that we need to do, we've got to admit that something controls us. Unless or until we admit that something controls us, then we're really just ignoring or trying to... uh, It's like the elephant in the room. We are not acknowledging the power that that thing or that... Uh, that food has over us. So when we do acknowledge that something has control over us, it's then that we can identify consciously that, that we're making a bad choice or that we're about to make a bad choice. And I guess we're kind of giving into the flesh in those situations. While it may seem innocent to just have a chocolate chip cookie when I'm hungry, over time, those poor choices accumulate on the body and ultimately they lead to lifestyle diseases, just a condition that 
God didn't make us to be, and that's the whole point of you know wellness is just bringing us to a place where we want to be. So, the first item I would say we have to acknowledge that something controls us. The second point or tip that I would offer is not one that I created. I actually heard about it first uh, in Bill Phillips' book, uh, Body for Life. Thank you, Body for Life, which at this point, maybe literally uh, millions of people have read that and, and it may have used some of those techniques. But do you recall the technique that he used called the cheat day? Yes, I do. And I was going to mention Bill's book uh, later in, in our talk today. But uh, what he says, guys, is, hey, for six days, stick to the program. But he suggested, and, and I think that I would do this, too, is to use Sunday as a what he calls free day. Yeah, he suggests one day a week. It may be that your food drives are so strong that you can't go six days without eating a certain time. Fine. Just like we said last week, lower the bar. Go two days, go one day, whatever it is, and then build on it and grow from it. But, but the point of having a free day was that if you're consistently eating well six days of the week, you can't, you can't eat enough in a day to negate the effects of six days of healthy eating. So I would definitely invite everybody to incorporate a, a free day, cheat day I like to call it, uh, as, as part of their routine. Quick comment on that is in the book, and this is true, when you go those six days and you're really performing well and you feel great and you're following, um, I won't call his program a diet, it's just a way of eating that you know is healthy, you're less apt to just go 10 miles deep into the Dairy Queen um, Sunday because you know subconsciously you just feel really good and your cheat day really over time will start to look more like uh, most people's normal day. And you and I talked last week, Chris, about a lifestyle of wellness is the goal here. I hear you saying, Chris, number one, that we need to give it up. We need to understand that we cannot do this you know, in our own power. And number two, I hear you saying, lower the bar and implement a cheat day or two cheat days, but make sure that the majority of your week is spent staying inside of a program. Okay, I'll throw in one last point on the cheat day or, or, or really on all this in general. Believe it or not, those that are listening, um, you will come to a point, you have to trust me on this, but you will come to a point when the desire for some of those foods will decrease. Your body responds so well to being fed properly when you eat the things that uh, that God intended us to eat. In fact, I'll, I'll put in a plug for a book here, Bo, uh, that I read a couple years ago, and I think it's about time to reread, but it's What the Bible Says About Healthy Living. It's by an MD named Rex Russell, and in it, he introduces three principles that um, he, he kind of builds on in the book, but the principle one, eat the foods God created for you. Principle number two, don't alter God's design. And then principle number three, don't let any food or drink become your God. And that's where so often um, consumable items can control us. So that said, the, the, the third thing, uh, I guess you could say the most actionable item that I wanted to hit on today uh, is based on something I wrote in my blog over a year ago. The title of that, and you could find it under the nutrition category, was uh, Don't Let Them in the House. And the point of it was that if you're striving to achieve better eating patterns, don't bring any of that stuff that you don't want to be tempted by into the house. 
go through your pantry, you go through your refrigerator, you go through your freezer, you pull them out of the house, and you keep them out of the house. And it's a heck of a lot easier to maintain a program when you don't have those temptations screaming at you. And I would suggest this for everybody, I guess, who's just starting out. Once you develop some of the better habit patterns, I think you'll, you'll be able to moderate or be able to survive and avoid that pack of uh, Chips Ahoy cookies until your free day on Sunday or whatever day that might be for you. But in the short term, get it all out of the house. Many of us that are listening probably have kids, and there's no reason why our kids shouldn't be eating healthy as well. Unfortunately, they're probably going to whine and complain because they're not going to have some of those things that's, that they're so used to. But if you start hearing your kids saying that there's nothing to eat around here, I'd probably say you're on the right track. Once they're hungry enough, they'll grab that apple or those carrots or whatever else that you've made available to them, and they won't starve. So uh, I guess point number three, don't let them in the house. Take the time to get those things out of there. And something else I thought about, Chris, I know you drive around and you work. You cover the, the bottom half of the state of Florida pretty much, and you've got a little cooler that rides with you. Tell us a little bit about what's in that cooler. Well, I call it my humble little cooler, Bo, and, and because I, I drive around a lot, a lot of people in my situation would rely on fast food because, let's face it, we're all in a hurry. But the problem with fast food, while you can find some healthy alternatives, it's generally not. My cooler usually contains a number of fresh fruits and fresh vegetables that I'll cut up, or maybe the hot brunette will cut up for me in the morning. Some days I'll open up a can of tuna fish and drop it into a little container and, and just eat that straight up. The only other thing that I do carry around besides my cooler, I do keep some of those nutrition bars in the car that don't spoil just in case my cooler is empty or if I'm separated so at the very worst instead of falling prey to a, uh, a value meal um, I can reach in and have a power bar or, or something else to that effect and then one other thing that I do carry around I keep almonds in the car it's a great way to get some healthy fats and fill me up and you know just keep me from uh, falling victim again to some of those things that we so often do. Well, hear this, Chris. For a guy with your body fat and your body weight, sounds to me like you carry a lot more excess uh, fat and a lot more carbs in your cooler than a guy who, even though here I am doing this wellness uh, program with you, Chris, it doesn't mean that you know I've achieved my goal. I'm probably the, the most active overweight guy you know. I want to drill down deep on diets and nutrition in another program. I wanted to wrap up today in fact, to suggest that this show is about choices and choosing to live is about understanding that most of the choices we make, Chris, are made selfishly. And I wanted to take a look at what the Bible says about choices. Uh, let me close with one last thing. And I think we were in Dublin, Georgia, sitting there um, sipping coffee. And because I had my little travel Bible with me, I was kind of reading through it. And I came to the Believer's Freedom. I think it makes a whole lot of sense for what we're talking about today. And in it, Paul tells us that, and this is actually 1 Corinthians uh, 10.23, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. You know, Christ gave us the freedom to, to make whatever food choice we want, but we have to be smart enough and, uh, I guess, obedient enough to know that not all those food choices 
are beneficial. So I just wanted to close and, and, and share that before we wrap it up. You know, Chris, that's awesome. It's a perfect segue to the scripture I was bringing today from Matthew 26. Uh, Jesus is in the garden. And in verse 38, then he said to them, his disciples, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Verse 39, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He prayed that prayer two more times there in the garden that night. Uh, Jesus was God, but he was still fully man. And at that moment, he showed his humanness in asking his father if there was any other way. But his father's will, and Jesus knew it, was that Jesus would be the sacrifice to redeem us back to God. So Jesus made a choice uh, right then and there uh, to be obedient to God's will, to the Father, and to not make the choice that was best for what was good for Jesus, but to, to show ultimate love and the ultimate sacrifice, being God and being able to do anything, yet still allowing the Roman guards to drag him away, to brutally beat him and uh, nail him to a cross. But thankfully for us, Jesus rose again, and that we believe in him, we will have everlasting life. So my idea on choices really, Chris, is more like, man, if Jesus would make that choice for me, and God would entrust to me all of these blessings he's given me, including my health, I mean, how do I respond to that? You know, with a bag of Cheetos? Yeah, I guess I do. The world wants to tell us that our choices need to look like what we see on TV. I think God wants us to make our choices look like what He says in His Word. So with that, Chris, I'm going to pray for us. Dear Lord, please, God, give us the, the strength. Give us Your strength in the Holy Spirit to make the choice that You would have us make, to make the choice that Jesus made for us, to be humble, to be courageous, to be a servant, and to be a willing to sacrifice ourselves in our will for Your will, Father for those we love, and for the love we have for you. Thank you, Jesus. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Brother Bo. Chris, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you allowing me uh, to bring the Word into this podcast, and I thank you for your support and joining me in doing it. I invite all of our listeners to go to Chris's website at 1010wellness.com and to ChristAcrossAmerica.com. There's a forum there for this podcast. We'd love to get your comments in the forum. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know about your food choices. I wanted to mention that my buddy in South Carolina and me have just started doing a Spark People together where we're sharing um, our daily food choices kind of as an accountability with each other. Um, just another way that through this podcast and through uh, 1010 Wellness Vision for, for living in community, um, we can hold each other accountable. Chris, it's been great talking to you, and we look forward to next week's installment. God bless you, bro. This is Christ Across America signing off for this week, asking you where are you allowing Jesus to work in your life today? Hey guys, this is Danny in Atlanta. Just wanted to give you a quick call and let you know I caught your podcast starting New Year outright back on January the 12th. Uh, I think we definitely need to reassess once a year and you guys pointed that out. and It helped me to focus on organizing my goals for the year. 
and put a couple of races on the calendar to uh, run and same thing with the kids and we've got the kids fired up to do a 5k in, in April and appreciate the, uh, the words and encouragement and the thought that you put into the podcast to get everybody jump started for the year so thanks a lot and keep it up and look forward to hearing the next one